श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय so any questions tonight No, I think that uh, the point there is that um, when um, all the inhabitants of Vrindavan, for that matter, but particularly she, uh, she, Radhika, came to Kurukshetra um, at the time of the solar eclipse, then the inhabitants of Dwarka were coming as well to honor that. And uh, Krishna, the cowherd, was now, of course, a famous prince. He had won many military battles and so on and so forth. And he was riding on an, an elephant and surrounded by so much Aishvarya, so much outward opulence. Um, and a big camp was set up and so forth. And here come these, like, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies from Vrindavan, <laughs> covered wagons <laughs> with uh, oxen pulling them and so forth. And, like, the guards at the gate are saying, uh, can I help you? You know, this is the camp of, you know, the king of the prince of Dwarka and so forth. And uh, somehow they were able to communicate their, through their enthusiasm to the extent that uh, the message was handed back to, got back to Krishna in, in the center of the camp, and, you know, there are these people out here, and uh, they say they know you, uh, they're related to you, uh, and so forth. So this is just to emphasize the, the distance by measure of sentiment, feeling, and intimacy of rasa hmm? between even Dwaraka and uh, Vrindavan, what to speak of, Baikuntha, and, 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 and so on. Um, Krishna, of course, is heralded uh, everywhere as being the son of Devaki, Devaki Nandana. The fact that he's the son of Jashoda, uh, and this becomes obscured as time goes on. And yeah, he spent some time there in a the village, you know, we don't even talk about that. He's the prince of the world that's a little bit... Um, of a questionable uh, background, um, uh, living with the jungle people and, and so forth, something you want to forget about. Of course, it's something that the Bhagavatam seeks to, to, to emphasize, but um, uh, at any rate, the best, Krishna says, well, you know, let, let them in. Uh, so that they, they come in and they, they steal the show. In other words, they steal all of his attention, affection, and so forth. And he meets with the different groups of devotees and ultimately that uh, he meets with with Yashoda, Nanda Maharaj and Devaki sees the measure of their parental affection and she says he's, he's your son <laughs> he's not really my son, people say that but I, I can see by practically speaking that by the force of affection that he's more your son than mine and so forth so then he meets with the gopis ultimately and they have this <coughs> intimate exchange um and he makes excuses for not returning what can be done. The will of providence is something that we can't really interfere with. And uh, by arrangement of providence, I'm here and you're there and I have these duties to perform and so forth. And of course the gopis say, that's fine, but you are at providence. So we're not, you're not off the hook. Uh, you're, you still find you to be negligent and with regard to us and so forth, some beautiful exchanges in here. Then Krishna expresses back uh, the, the fact that actually uh, it may appear that I'm in other places, but that's only an appearance. My heart is actually with you always in Vrindavan. Of course, this is one of the ways in which we 
um, give support, only one of the ways, to the idea that Krishna is always present in Vrindavan. That means to say that he is more present in Vrindavan when he's absent from, from Vrindavan than he is present in Dwarka when he's present in Dwarka. Hmm? Because love of Krishna corresponds with Krishna. Wherever there is love of Krishna, there must be Krishna. Hmm? And the measure of the love of Vrindavan exceeds that that we find anywhere else. So he must be more present there. Hmm? Um, Nonetheless, they want him actually present there, <laughs> doubly present there, so to speak. So they make their 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 pitch, so to speak, but um, not as he is in that situation. Not as he is dressed as a prince, surrounded by um, opulence, married to many queens. They don't want to be one of his queens and come with him to Dwarka. That has absolutely no charm for them whatsoever. They want, oh, again, those nights on the bank of the Jumuna with the full moon and meeting him with him within secrecy of Parakia and so forth. Uh, so that's why Chaitanya Dev in the Yatra, of course, this going to the so, to to Kurukshetra for the solar eclipse and the observance, it corresponds with the Rathiyatra. Hmm? And Rathiyatra means taking Krishna from Dwarka back to Vrindavan. Hmm? So there he is in Kurukshetra, and there's the meeting hmm? between the king of Dwarka, the prince of Dwarka, and uh, the inhabitants of Vrindavan. And they come so close then to getting him back, but um, they have to be satisfied with his statement that I'm actually more there than I am anywhere else. But for practical purposes, I have to remain here a little more time, and you know, surely I'll, I'll return in all ways, in in all respects, and so forth. Uh, they have to be satisfied with that to some extent, and they cannot be satisfied with him in that situation. They need the Jamuna, they need Govardhan, they need all these props and uh, supporting cast of cowherds and uh, and the intrigue of the parakia and so on and so forth. Uh, the, this Leela, this uh, this meeting is bringing out the, the fullness of Vrindavan, the extent to which Krishna is present in Vrindavan. And the, this is the full manifestation of the of of of, of the Godhead. All loving possibilities, the height of them, the zenith of them, are found therein. And so, the idea, the point I was making is that, and this is a point that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has made, that um, that something like this necessity will uh, be a large uh, determining factor in remuneration. Um, let's say, for example, you ask me, uh, Swami, would you like some water? I say, uh, uh, you know, okay, water, you know, maybe. I mean, you do have to need it to live, but, uh, but there's a lot of it around is a point. Hmm. Um, but if I'm in the desert for days and you say, Swami, do you want water? I'm like, you know, you saved my life. Uh, uh, my necessity is very great. So even if you give me water, which is just a common thing, uh, I, I, I re my remuneration or my reciprocation with you is is extraordinary given my necessity. So... Radharani's necessity is very great hmm? at Kurukshetra because she comes so close to reuniting with Krishna, but then it's not possible. Pujapad Sridharmarsh once gave the example of they got all the way to the one-yard line you know, <laughs> and then they couldn't make the touchdown, something like that, at the end of the game. <laughs> so, uh, how, you know, it makes it that much uh, more traumatic. Hmm? And so her necessity is is very great. And if we serve a person at a time when their necessity is great, the potential for reciprocation, remuneration is that much greater. So he made a prayer once. I'd rather let's let's go live in Kurukshetra because Radharani's necessity is very great therein. Hmm? 
and uh, then we get a chance to get noticed by her if we would just do even a little bit of service to 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 her. Hmm. So um, this is the point of of that um, uh, meeting, and with regard to Kartik, hmm, of course, Kartik is the month that uh, represents uh, Radha and um, uh, serving Radhika in Kartik in uh, in Vrindavan, um, it uh, is a, a time to uh, get her attention, to get some uh, uh, reciprocation. Uh, it's not the same exactly as what we're talking about in terms of her necessity. Hmm? But it's her month, and by uh, being mindful of that and engaging in service with that in mind and so forth, um, then uh, it's another opportunity, kind of a special opportunity that um, arises. I don't think it's it's the same as a moment or a time of necessity on Radha's part. We're not going to fulfill her necessity at Kurukshetra by observing Kartik. In, um, in in Vrindavan or or, or anywhere, but um, the month represents her. It's a special time to remember her, and if we do, there's some special uh, kripa that's uh, some grace that can come to us. It's mentioned in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as uh, uh, I believe one of the angas of of bhakti, the observance of. Uh, Kartik, not Chaturmashi, but Kartik. That's the last, um, isn't it, month of the um, Chaturmasi as well. Hmm? So it puts a kind of a transcendental spin on the Chaturmasi, which isn't particularly um, uh, transcendental in and of itself. It's more of a... um, Opportunity for gaining material piety and so forth. So, special month, her month, we remember her. Some att- attention may, may come to us, but it's not that she has a, uh, a necessity that will be f- in Kurukshetra that will be fulfilled by observance of Kartik. Overriding principle again as well, and this plays out in our everyday life and in regard to the mission, the service of our Guru, and so when we find out something is needed we rise to the occasion, then naturally some attention comes to us. That's good for us. We should try to see with an eye of service. If we see something needs to be done, we should think, oh, it's being shown to me. <laughs> I guess that's my service to do. This kind of attitude will certainly um, call the attention of the Sarup Shakti, someone who's paying attention to the need of, of, of the moment, something like that. So, I don't think I, I made a, a kind of a comparison, but I may have brought the two subjects up in the context of speaking about uh, Radha. That, of course, I should mention the statement of Bhaktivinoda Thakur is more of a kind of a kind of hyperbole or something. It's not that we think that Kurukshetra is ontologically a higher place than than Vrindavan. I think he said it in very dramatic terms: Vrindavan is for shallow minded people. Hmm? I would rather live in Kurukshetra because he's a bhava in a moment because Radharani's necessity is great. We should go there. Hmm? Her necessity is we should all run there. And So this is the idea. Of course, it's true that just as Krishna is always present in Vrindavan, so Radha is always present in Vrindavan. Hmm? All the inhabitants of Vrindavan are also present. Those are really expansions of them that go there, just like Dwarkesh Krishna is the expansion of Swami Bhagavan, Vrindanandan Krishna. Hmm? Yes? Uh, well, I just, I don't quite understand the point of by, by worshipping there, trying to serve, are we, we're, we're trying, you're saying we're trying to fill, it's her, her, it's her time of need and you're trying to fill us a necessity. What can we do for Radha? I mean, in her time of need and distress, I don't. I, I can't 
we don't do it. We don't. What we do, <laughs> what we do is we 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 try to learn the principle hmm? that uh, the measure of necessity will be a factor in in the measure of remuneration, and apply that in the context of our everyday serving life in the mission and so forth. Bhakti Thakur, of course, is talking about it in 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 his remembrance of the Leela. Hmm? And a point is coming to him. Hmm? Uh, now if we're doing Leela Seva, Leela Smarnam and so forth, then you might have something to do <laughs> at that at that time. Hmm? There from the perspective of your Siddhadeha and so forth. And you fi- and the Leela you, 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 if, if that uh, down that meditation takes you there, then um, in that spirit may arise. We have to take that and apply it practically in the everyday devotional service. The principle remuneration again is the principle uh, is somewhat dependent upon the measure of, of <coughs> necessity of the of the moment of the, of the hour. Hmm? What we do with Kukshetra when you're here, though it's obviously it's a, it's inter, it's this internal experience of bhakti without Thakur. And of course, he didn't go and retire in Kurukshetra. It means in a moment in Lilasmaram, he felt like this. We should tell everybody, you know, her need is very great here. I'm contemplating this Lilas is very extraordinary. Everybody should come here now at this moment. Something like this. Tender to her need, she's feeling she got so close. She's in separation. So, what will, you, what will, you, what will you? Yeah, what will you do if Krishna's feeling separation from Radha? Then you may tender her to him, as Ramananda Roy did, in the spirit of uh, Subal, when Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was feeling separation from uh, Radha in the mood of Krishna. Then Ramananda Roy would speak to him certain ways and quote certain verses and so forth. When he was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was feeling in the mood of Radha in separation from Krishna, Surup Damodar, the Lalita Saki of of Gorlila would tender to him. So what did they do at that time? We see practically in Gorlila, they 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 selected certain verses. They would sing. They could understand his his temperament, and they would they would. Augment that they would uh, uh, go with the flow of his bhava and reciprocate with that by citing different texts and and so forth. Hmm? Um, of course, that's what you do with Gorlila and, and in Krishna Lila. How the, how how any maid servant of Radha will tend to her in her necessity. Hmm? In her necessity, she may say, ah, "I don't want anything to do with Krishna." Even so, then they will say, "Keep out," <laughs> uh, even knowing that she wants him to come in and so forth. So, but this is all on uh, the higher devotees internally. Yes. This morning, along those lines, you were talking about um, Nityananda being the source of the serving ego. In all mm-hmm. So, um, is it that in the association of sadhus and guru? When we're getting that intelligence or realization, is that kind of a, a guiding? For the, my understanding is that we have a prabhu karma and a, uh, a false ego that needs to be retired until we, you know, actually have a real ego in spiritual life. So is that um, serving ego kind of in association being given intelligence until your uh, sadhana and, and Srinam is? Um, more developed, more steady, and your manifest karma is more retired, so that even someone who they're not on a high level, but they can be getting intelligence, like you said, how to serve the devotees and how to serve guru. Um, they can get intelligence within. Right. Is that your question? Right, where you're not necessarily on a high level or steady in your practice of Srinam and going somewhere, but through association, do you still get insight and? Is that kind of like the idea of sadhusanga and overspilling 
Yes, of course. Krishna says in Gita Tesham Satatayuktanam Pajitam Priti Puvakam Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam Yenam Amupayatite Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam. I give the Buddhi. I give the intelligence within. It may come to me. Hmm? Krishna is the Guru. This is a strong emphasis of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita. In the beginning, he says, Vande Guru Nishavaktan, uh, for my respect to the Guru, and then he offers respect to the five aspects of the uh, divinity of Chaitanya's descent in Nityananda, Dvaita, Shivas, and uh, Gadadhar, the incarnation, the avatar, the uh, internal, and the marginal um, Shakti and Sri Krishna Chaitanya himself. Along with these five, he offers respects to the Guru. One day Guru, and the Guru is in a plural. Plural is sometimes used in the Sanskrit for respect. Hmm? But also we find that there's a, there's a discussion of a plurality of, of Gurus and his explanation of the first line of the first verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Particularly, he uh, speaks about the Siksha Guru, Diksha Guru, hmm? And uh, in, in, in the course of this, he make, his main emphasis is that Krishna is the guru, and he's within, and he manifests without as the mahant, as the sadhu, hmm, to uh, give us instruction, to guide us. That's why it's said, for example, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prashade Bhai Bhakti Latabij. That the Jeev is wandering in the world, and by the he, become, he becomes fortunate by way of Krishna's arrangement, he gets the sadhu sangha. Hmm? In other words, Krishna arranges the guru and then guru arranges that he gets Krishna. Krishna, Krishna makes arrangement that from within that he find the guru that representing him manifests without. And then by taking guidance from that manifestation of the guru without, we get the Krishna who is within. Hmm? Krishna's there, guiding, something like a conscience. Hmm? You become honest and sincere, you, you, you know what to do. Hmm? The sincerity will never fail us. This is also a statement in the Gita. What is that verse? Nahi kalyana kutkaschit durgatim tatagachati. Shridharmarsh used to like to render it, sincerity is invincible, truth uh, attracts truth, something like, like attracts like, something like that. So um, we may not get the full result of our sincerity, but some good result will come. I like to say that the serving disposition is such that if we serve somehow or other, even if we repose our serving propensity in something that's that's really not uh, the, the perfect object as Krishna is to repose our serving and loving tendency in. Nonetheless, that very serving attitude cultivated and so forth will hone itself, so to speak. It will hone the object. Hmm? It will refine the object. In other words, somehow or other the serving tendency can come within us. Even if we repose our serving tendency in a place where we won't get the kind of uh, reciprocation that giving is really about. Because in order to give, you have to have two things. You have to give without expectation of getting, and you have to give it in a place where it can actually be taken. So Krishna represents that, that source, that center that can take all the service. Hmm? So when we give off-center, so to speak, well, then our ability to give comprehensively is, is, is impeded to some extent. But even then, the serving disposition, if that can come in as somehow or other, then by it, the object in which we repose our service will be refined by the very power of the serving um, attitude. So, similar idea. So, Krishna in in, in heart, but w- w- he gives a, gives instruction, but hard to hear. Hmm? It's easier to hear the guru manifest, the representation of Krishna manifest externally. It's harder to misunderstand or, or misconstrue and so forth. Indeed, we tend to even check what we hear inside without get some external confirmation. But yes, of course, Krishna's there in, the, in guiding and in, in the heart for any 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 sadhaka hmm, at any stage to one extent or another. So we shouldn't be so 
doubtful about our inspiration. Hmm? Uh, it, it's, it's it's unfortunate we we kind of have come into a climate of distrust and uh, uh, in in the Gaudiya community over the last few 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 decades. It's very unnatural, hmm? but unfortunately that that's the uh, somewhat the, the climate. And so, like I've heard people, you know, I give a lecture sometimes, and and some devotees say that was really good. I was really great. I was really inspired, you know. But um, I'm not sure if it's right, or, or maybe you know, because it's like, you know, it's coming from over here instead of from over there, and and uh, I thought it was supposed to come over there, and uh, some people said it couldn't come except if it came over there, and it sounded good, but a little different, but. Uh, so uh, we're a little bit overthinking. If it feels good, do it. <laughs> you know, <it's> been <laughs> all things considered. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there are some parameters within which we can say, if it feels good, do it. If you go outside the parameters, it becomes problematic. But I mean, you're in sadhu sangha. You know, you're sincere. Um, you're hearing, you're chanting. The the, the 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 talk is from the Bhagavatam. The, 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 uh, uh, points are made, verses are referred to, and so forth. You know, those are the parameters. So if it feels good, you know, then you you, you, you should go for it. And we should, uh, of course, we should we should accept it from the onset that uh, inspiration may come from from many quarters, from from unexpected places at, at times, and so forth. So, so there's a, a little bit of a I've, I've noticed there's some tendency to to, to doubt, and we may have been taught like that, don't speculate. It's almost like, don't think. Whatever you do, don't think. Don't trust yourself at all. And so, you know, there's some advantage to speaking like that sometimes, but it can become problematic also. I tend to speak in another way, like, trust yourself, I trust you, uh, you trust me, I trust you, I, I think you're intelligent. I speak at a level that I try to think that people are intelligent. I may speak over their head, but at least sometimes, but I'm not speaking down at them. And and, and so they're encouraged to go up. Hmm? Something like that. There's risk in that strategy too. And people can think, start to think for themselves prematurely and and think outside of the parameters of what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is and, and think, uh, I'm listening to my heart. I heard the Guru Maharaj say that. And uh, it's taking me, you know, over here, and uh, and Gurumar says, "Don't go over there." But I'm following my heart, you know. So <laughs> there can there can be problem with that too. Hmm? But uh, I'm trying to kind of be part of a corrective, if you will, from of a, of a of an overemphasis on the other side that that um, that it's problematic in in a lot of ways. It creates kind of a lack of trust in oneself and some neurosis. Uh, s- s- real self-doubt and uh, and um, and uh, a, a kind of a mistrust of of sadhu sangha almost at, at, at times. This is we should really have the very opposite attitude towards sadhu sangha. So that's very potentially very problematic. And um, and then th- and then that kind of a, a emphasis. Don't think. Don't speculate. If it goes too far. It's it becomes a strategy for the speaker not to have to know more <laughs> and give comprehensive answers and and, and so forth. It it, it becomes a, a a a default kind of thing they they go to rather than being challenged and having to rise to the occasion themselves and so forth and uh, learn more and. Uh, when I was young, we'd go out preaching, meet people in the street, and they would ask a question, and I couldn't answer it satisfactorily. I couldn't sleep at night if I couldn't answer the question. I had to go find an answer somewhere, read a, you know, look in a book, talk to another devotee until I found the answer. And I'm looking for that guy the next day. You know, I'll never find him again, probably, but at least next time the question comes up, I've got the answer, something like that. So that's a good uh, environment, both for the listener and for the, and for the speaker. And I, I see that a lot of the uh, devotees have gotten kind of a situation where the, 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 the speaker is inhibited from going deeper and the listeners are inhibited as, as well. And from trusting them, them, uh, them, them, themselves and, 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 and the, uh, 
the Dami Buddhi Yogam, the Buddhi Yogam that comes from within. Hmm? Go here, take advantage, hmm? something like that. Of course, we can always seek to verify that in good association. But yes, of course, Krishna will give guidance from within. That was your question, right? Hmm? Can you trust guidance within or something? How the, that innate serving ego develops in How association. Because um, it also seems on the other side, our idiosyncrasies and our, that false ego, can. it's like you're engaging that at this stage until you're on a higher level. Because you're also talking about Bhakti Vinod and his involvement in Leela Swarnam and those high levels uh-huh. in the beginning. It's like you're getting this intelligence to do practical work using your body, using your subtle body. And, um, and it's like that the body and the subtle body can also be the cause of offending a devotee or getting angry at devotees. Or, and so it's, um, it's just, uh, I, think I was just asking, I was thinking about that this morning uh, and throughout the day, the idea that we have an inherent serving ego, but it's not necessarily a Leela ego yet. I see. Yeah. Well, we have a you know we we are we're of, of a serving type of uh, nature. We're a dependent entity, hmm? so we have to serve. For example, we, you know we serve the influence of material nature in the form of the mind and the demands of the body and so on and so forth. Um, even while we think of ourselves to be the the the, the enjoyer, the commander, and and chief and so forth, we, we actually. Be under the oppression of the mind and the senses being dragged here and there, so in 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 that sense, the see Baldev. Baldev is, as Prabhupada called him, the supreme personality of Godhead, servitor, right? And Krishna, the supreme personality, served. So Krishna manifests as Balaram and then exemplifies um, that uh, that serving ego. That all manifestations of divinity. Hmm? Ekala Ishwar Krishna, amongst all the Ishwars, all the gods, manifestations of the Godhead, all are servants. Krishna alone is the uh, actual Param Ishwar. Ekala Ishwar Krishna, Arsabritya. All the others are Britya, are servants. So, what to speak of the Vibhinamsa, the Jivas? Hmm? Swamsa Vibhinamsa, the Vishnu expansion, the Jiva expansion. They're all subordinate, it means. When we say, Jivair Swarup Hoi Krishna Nityadas, Krishna Kavir says, it means, it doesn't mean everyone has Dasyarasa. It means everyone is a subordinate entity. Hmm? All Jivas are subordinate to Krishna. It's speaking nothing about Rasa, and ba- or Bhakti, even, for that matter. Hmm? Inherently, everyone is a subordinate entity to Krishna. Now, if they get Bhakti, hmm? Then th- that their nature can be fulfilled hmm, to its it can can reach its fullest potential. Hmm. Then they can serve in relation to the perfect object of service, hmm. and uh, obviously they can m- much more can be derived from that than serving the material nature, serving the wicked mind, and so forth and so on. So anyway, Baladev, hmm, because he's the source of all the expansions, all the avatars, as um, uh, uh, he's therefore, um, what's the verse? Mool Balaram, Bhakti Abhiman. Mool means root, so he is the root of the serving ego. He, he, he the first manifestation of divinity and he's fully serving. That's why we say, um, what do we sing at Adarya in the morning? Dinamani? No. The next one. Dvijamani? Bhakshetava. Jalamala Sutra. Gaur is... the Dvijamani, among the Dvijas. Dvija means bird. He's a bird, means birds have two births. First they're born inside of an egg, they come out, and then they come out of the egg. Hmm? So this is the Dvija. <laughs> so Dvijamani means the Brahmins. It means it refers to the, you have one birth and then you have a second birth. Hmm? One birth from the parents, another birth from, from the Guru. Hmm? 
and entrance into the ritual realm of ritual and and uh, ultimately the the uh, spiritual reality. So anyway, Dwijamani, the best, the jewel of the twice-born, the Brahman of Nadia, Nimai Pandit, Vishwambarmishra, Dwijamani, Bhakshetava Jhalamala Sutra, of course, across his chest, hmm? Jhalamala Sutra is this shining, brilliant, effulgent thread of the Brahman. Hmm? Vijamani Bhakshetava Jalamala Sutta Paduka Parai Dwar Arata Patra. So he's on the bedstead, there at the bed are his shoes. And to go from the bed to the to the door, there's an umbrella. Over his head and so forth. So all these are is manifestations of Malaram, the bed, the thread, hmm? the umbrella over the head, and the shoes on the feet. So, in this song, hmm, then Nityananda's, this is a morning song about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's waking Leela. Hmm? And Nityananda Prabhu was introduced there by way of saying, you know, he's everywhere. Hmm? He's he's on he's serving over the head, under the feet, and you know, on the top, on the bottom, and in the middle. Hmm? It's a, a full measure of the serving ego, presiding over Vatsalya, Dasya, and um, Sakirasam. Hmm? Samandarupa, Raganuga Bhakti, presided over by by, by Baladev. Hmm? So. So we are, he's our origin in, in a sense. So we have a serving tendency. Where to repose that? By good sadhu sangha, then we can serve our, what we are, a unit of serving capacity hmm? in a place that will bring the most uh, remuneration. We realize our fullest potential. So, so, you know, the, the task is to kind of dismantle the exploiting ego and to cultivate the serving ego. And this is very central to bhakti. This is this is um, kind of therefore it said what about Nama uh Krishna Namadi Nababit Brahmindri Sevan Mukahi Dibado Sayamabaspratyata. You cannot serve Krishna with material senses in mind. But with a serving ego, it's with nam, put nam on the tongue. But there must be a serving ego for it to really be effective. Therefore, in the mission of Prabhupada and Bhakti Sanskar, such emphasis on intense <coughs> service, service, um, even overhearing and chanting. And the more that's in place, the more the hearing and chanting will be able to take advantage, be effective. So, yeah, not entirely clear on your question, but in the context of Sadaka's life, where what the Sadaka is doing is sometimes he's serving his mind and senses, and sometimes she's serving Krishna. Hmm? And the, at least in Anishta Bhajana Kriya, sometimes the battle is won and sometimes the battle is lost, but the war will be won. Hmm? This is the idea in due course. So. There's a, what is that stage? Hmm? Struggling with the senses? Vishaya Sangha. So, this is Anartha. Struggling with the senses, mind. Sometimes they win. Hmm? So, in the in the battle, yeah, we get some inspiration there. It's not hard to figure out, I lost today. And this is Sadhasang. We should sit and think, say, okay, what happened today? We all sit, hold hands. So, and it was your turn. How did you fail or succeed today? Oh, this is well today. This my mind went here. Hmm. So, if you have sangha like that, then you go to bed at night. You know you're going to meet the next mor- next night like that. That's going to be difficult for you. <laughs> to, you don't want to have to tell the same story over again or a more embarrassing one the next night. Hmm? This is the value of sadhu sangha.
you sit and tell, reveal to your friend, today I, I tried to serve and I failed in these ways. Hmm. You hear my story. We, we tend, you know, at least we should say that to Krishna, to our guru in our prayer. Hmm. But if you can say it to your god brother, your god sister, and so forth, yeah. and you, then you have to say it the next night and so forth. This will help you. Hmm. You understand? You won't want to tell that story again. Huh? It really, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous or something, <laughs> type of, you know, 108 steps here. And <laughs> And all the slips along the way, and so forth. So, yes. Uh, what What do you think? What do you What is the building block of that serving attitude, the DNA, or the serving attitude that is what characterizes the living entity? Would it be possible to say? Would it be correct to say that uh, service is love in action? Is what? Love service is love. Well, I, I, you could say that, but the, the broader idea that the living entity is um, servant, as I say, really means that the living entity is a subordinate entity. It's not its own maintainer. It's a subordinate. So, if you're support, if you're dependent upon someone, you're your uh, subordinate entity uh, rather than a principal entity, something like that. that the way of saying it's, a, it's, its nature is that it's a dependent entity. It, it, uh, it cannot fend for itself. Hmm? It may have uh, will, hmm? which is a force, um, obviously, but its will in order that it be fulfilled, is is dependent. Hmm? Um, you know, you, we may sow the seed, but if it doesn't rain, and the sun doesn't come out, it's not going to grow. So we may have a will, a desire, but unless God sanctions that, it's not going to happen. Hmm? So we're a dependent entity. This is the main point. As far as serving, actually serving, hmm, in bhakti, bhakti is not something that is within us, in, in a sense, but, but bhakti is a tattva, bhakti is, a, is, a, is, a, is the essence of the sarup shakti, the internal energy, and we're the tatasta shakti, the marginal energy. So, through sadhusanga, bhakti comes to us, through hearing and chanting and so forth, this opportunity is made available. Hmm? And uh, then in the context of that, as I think more how you're talking about it, this, 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 the serving ego, as it's manifesting in bhakti, and being cultivated and so forth. So you're asking then, I think, can we define that as that serving attitude as, what was it, love, love in action? Yeah, I, I think you, that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Love in action. Love is not just a fence sitting. you got to get, you know, get off the fence and uh, into the pasture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a strong... Emphasis like that, even to the point that in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we they, they like to dismiss Shantarasa. Not a, not that it's not a rasa, but it it, it it's inactive, it's passive, and um, and as far as the stai, the, the the power of it being dominant, it's not dominant to the extent that it cannot change. Whereas the dasiras, vatsaliras. Sakiras, Madhuras, it cannot change if that comes in us. That's that will be uh, like uh, the, the die is cast. Hmm? And Shantaras is still by Sangha with a Dasya Bhakta or a Sakya Bhakta. A Shantaras Bhakta can uh, be transformed into a Dasya Bhakta or a Sakya Bhakta. So then, but anyway, the overall point is the passivity that uh, uh, is characteristic of Shantarasa is something not interested in. The Mahadev Mahaprabhu said to come to give f- four rasas, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsali, and Madhurya, of Goloka. Hmm. So, love, service, love, love, love in action, something like that. What else? Maybe you had a question. 
of the Gyanis. Yeah. So when I read in the songbooks of the, you know, like the great <coughs> devotees, also even like Prahlad Maharaj, uh, in their statements, they're also saying things like, you know, wanting relief from this misery of the material world. and mm-hmm. So it sounds like they also want liberation. Uh-huh. So, but they, 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 they want it in the context of serving Bhagwan not independently of serving Bhagawan. Hmm? They want to be in a condition where they can actually serve free from any impediments. Hmm? And, the, and this, is, this is the focus. So there's an aspect that's something, a byproduct of bhakti. They may say, I'm suffering in rounds of birth and death. I cannot serve you. I have no uh, uh, taste for serving you. Hmm? Uh, free me for this, but it's all in the context of wanting to serve. Whereas in Gyan, Mark, there's no interest in serving at all. In Gyan, Mark, there's only interest in stopping the suffering. We may they may they may do do, do service in in some instances to stop suffering. But devotees aren't doing service to stop suffering, but to to to, uh, to cultivate love for Krishna. So Gyanmarg, it's a it's a path of knowledge. Hmm? It's not a path of action, love and action. It's not a path as such. So um, in Karma Marg, then there's the taking. In Gyanmarg, there's the wisdom. The taking and acquisition is is going backwards. Hmm? Whatever I take, that much I owe. So I should stop taking. That's wise. But it's lacking in terms of any positive service. It's love in, a re, in an obscure, obscure sense because if you, if you stop hating, if you stop taking, stop cheating, <laughs> I guess you could call it love. But I mean, it's like part of love. I mean, but there's, there's more to love than that. So therefore, yeah, devotees, there are there are people that want liberation. Therefore, Bhagavatam says, "Salokeshasti sami apita Why does it say that? It says the devotees they don't want any of the five kinds of liberation hmm, without service to Bhagavan, because there are people that want those things without service. They're attracted to those things. And they can get them. Vaikuntha is a very much less specific place than Golok, what to speak of the Braj. And then, of course, the, the Gyanis, you know, they, they tend to want the Sayuja to merge with, with Brahman. Nothing to do there. So, that's what I mean. They want to stop suffering. They want to, but that's it. They don't want to start serving. So you may say, "I would. I am suffering. I, why am I suffering? Because I'm attached to so many things. Oh, Krishna, please free me from these attachments. Then I might serve you better. Something like that. Might be in a position to actually love you. So we, we, when we ask for some kind of lower ideal, it should be in the context of pursuing a higher ideal. What else? Yes. Um, I remember you talking about once you were talking <coughs> about friendships in the book of Vrindavan. Uh, there was two kinds. One was friendship where your friendship with someone else amplifies your friendship with Krishna. Mm-hmm. And there was the kind that your friendship with Krishna amplifies your friendship with someone else. And it made it sound like um, your friendship with someone else is higher than your friendship with Krishna. Well, really, the primary uh, example of this is the extraordinary case in which um, 
some gopis, some gopis, they love Krishna and they love Radha. There, let's say, we give three types. Samas Nehadika, Krishna's Nehadika, Radha's Nehadika. Krishna's Nehadika means, Sneha means affection. So their affection for Krishna is more than their affection for Radha. Some are Samas Nehadika. They have equal affection for love and for Krishna and Radha. And some are Radha's Nehadika. They have more affection for Radha than for Krishna. So this refers to the handmaidens of Radha. Hmm? That's a very extraordinary case. Hmm? And in the other two cases, when the affection for Krishna is more, or <coughs> the affection for Krishna and Radha is equal, hmm, then the affection for Radha amongst the Krishna-snehadikas and the Samasnehadika gopis hmm, is a kind of a bhava we call sanchari bhava and it augments their stai bhava for Krishna hmm, their, their, their dominant um, sense of, 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 of love for Krishna but in the case where the affection for Radha is more you have to think well now, what kind of devotee is that? What kind of friend is that? That you could love more than Krishna? That's kind of your part of your question. Could you give an example? How, how could you know? I mean, so it is an extraordinary example, and the example is love of of Radha's handmaidens for her. They have a kind of a dasya bhakti for Radha, hmm? and in the context of being completely attached to serving her. They become fully identified with, with her in every way so that her bhava, her ecstasy, her experience becomes their experience vicariously. In other words, they assist Radha in whatever whatever Radha experiences in relation to Krishna, they experience it because they're so much identified. Hmm? It's kind of like a goloka stigmatica, you know, stig stigmata, you know. You know what the stigmata is? These Catholic guys would identify so much with Christ that then they would start, start the saints and they would start to get the, what do you call it, the marks of the crucifixion. There's some examples like this. Hmm? Yeah, something like this. So by way of identifying entirely with Radha, who is Mahabhav Swarupani, she is, you know, the Mahabhav personified. They experience what could not be experienced otherwise. Because only, it's only Radha's experience. No other gopi can get, fulfill Krishna's uh, ambitions and, uh, and, uh, and reciprocate with him as, 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 as fully. They're all partial manifestations of Radha. A certain nuance of love that's an aspect of Radha's love is manifest as a particular gopi. Another nuance over here and so on and so forth. She's the full. Hmm? All 360 heroines, naikis at the, at the same time hmm? in one like Krishna's Swam Bhagavan, hmm? all the heroes, 90, 96 different types of heroes. You know, the, the Parakya lover, the married lover, the Dhirodhata, Dhiralita, Dhirashanta, you know, it, you add them all up, hmm? and it, it comes up to 96, so 96 types. This is all dramatic language, aesthetic language of uh, in, in Indian aesthetics. And Krishna is then the perfect hero, she's the perfect heroine. Hmm? And so, no one can compete with her. Hmm? But this is, a, this is a kind of a back door hmm? where the experience of Radha can become the experience of, of another by way of serving her. And this is the mood of Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. They were, they, this, is the, this is the way in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got his ambition fulfilled. Krishna becoming Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he was schooled under under Lita Vishaka and so forth. And we find examples in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He's experiencing the, the, the Manjari Bhav. When he went into a trance, he saw the gopis picking flowers. He became a handmaiden, assisted them, 
and so forth. These are said to be examples of this. So, so it's an it's an extraordinary example, but the case. So, who would that devotee be that you would love more than Krishna? So, the, the primary answer to the question is is Radha. Some people may say, well, it might manifest in other ways for Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Um, uh, but the primary example is, is uh, and it's called Babulas Rati. So Rupa Goswami gives it a special name. He's speaking about Surit Rati, the love of the friend, because he's spoken in this chapter about the Stahibhavs. Hmm? And they're all types of love centered on Krishna. This is rasa, because Krishna is rasa-raj. So the love is reposed in Krishna, and it becomes the dominant emotion that their lives revolve around, as friend, as lover, and so forth. And so he goes through the different stahivas, and he comes to the end of the chapter, and it's as if he's answering a question that the thoughtful person is, is, is pondering. You've talked about the love of, of Vrindavan, and it's all love centered on Krishna, and that's all well and good, but how do the devotees feel towards one another up there? <laughs> What did we call that? And then he says, uh, he, he gives the answer. I mean, he, he, he understands the thoughtful reader will ask this question, so he gives the answer. He calls this uh, Suhrit Rati, love of the friend. So there's also love of the friend. It's coming in the chapter on Stahibhav, but he says it's a special Sancharibhav. There are 33 Sancharibhavs that come and augment your stahibhav. Let's say you have loved Krishna as a gopi, as a lover, romantic lover, and sometimes despondency will become, come. Or jubilation may come. That may come or go. It will augment my dominant relationship. Those are, that's how a sancharibhav works. You understand? So when there's a... When all these bhavs combine, there's rasa. At any rate, so... So... He says, this is a special kind of sanchari, but it's called love of the friend, Suridrati. And basically it works like this, he says. Some devotees, they love Krishna more than their friends. Some love Krishna and the friend equally. Hmm? We call that Suridrati. And in that case, their Rati, hmm? that Suridrati, augments and um, fosters the Stahibhav hmm? for Krishna. It nourishes it. But in the case where it's reversed and the love for the friend exceeds the love of Krishna, this is very special. We call it bhavulas, bhavulas, the ulas bhava. This is the, means, this is very special. This is the, very, the height, hmm? a very special thing. He doesn't say much about it there. Hmm? But this is, uh, uh, the perfect example is, is is that the handmaids, and he himself is in that sentiment, Rupa Goswami. Hmm? We call this Bhavulasa. It's a rati. That's all the subject of the verse is rati. <laughs> and rati, rati means love, but rati means also a stai. Hmm? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like Sakyarati, Madhuryarati, and so forth. Hmm. But Krishna is the perfect object of love. He is the Rasa Raj. So are we having Rasa with Radha then? No, that's not the idea. You're having Rasa with Krishna. Hmm. This is Babulas is still a Sanchari, hmm. but it acts like a Stai in some ways because it it... <laughs> it Rather than augmenting the dominant relationship with Krishna, hmm, the relationship with Krishna augments it. So their love for Radha grows hmm, in the way that a stai bhav would be nourished by a sanchari bhav. Hmm, but it's still a sanchari. Hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, that's very. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just like dropped in there that verse hmm? just oh, something there you see <laughs> a whole lot to be taken from that hmm? 
This is then the center idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's the highest ideal. Mahaprabhu came to try to taste Radha's love. How could he do that? This is the way he went in this direction. Then he made that available. Therefore, it said, Anarpita charim charat karunayabhatina kalo samarapaita munatojla rasam sabhakti sriyam. Unatojla rasam. Bahulas. He gave this to the opportunity to the world. He exhibited this. Where is it at? It's at the end of the chapter on Staibhav in Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu. I've got a question from earlier on in Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu. Was there five things that are so powerful living in a holy place? Sadhusanga, Sarva Shastri, Namkirtan, Bhagavad Shravan. No. Worshipping the deity. Living in a sacred place, hearing the Bhagavatam, Sadhu Sangha, Nam Kirtan. Tulsi Seva is very dear, though. That is Tadiya Seva. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask about. Um, like, we do that, it's instituted, it's so important, but then when I ask any devotee, what's the story on Tulsi? Nobody really has much to say except for Chitta Hari. What's the story on Tulsi? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stories. Right? Yeah. There's one story, but it's like, I don't really get that. It seems like it's from... Brindadevi is the full idea of the Tulsi. Hmm? The Tulsi plant is in the forest of Brindavan. So it's named after that plant, right? The Tulsi plant herself takes a more prominent role in Vaikuntha, where all of the offerings to Narayan have to have a Tulsi leaf. Hmm? Right? But in Vrindavan, then it's not that all the offerings to Krishna have a Tulsi leaf on them. The offerings to Narayan in the house of Nanda Maharaj will have a Tulsi leaf on them. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> But uh, uh, in Vrindavan, nonetheless, the Tulsi is more more prominent. The very whole, the whole, the whole. This is that this is the forest that all the flowers also come from for all the worship of Krishna. Hmm? And um, and there, the 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 Devi, the goddess that uh, of that is Tulsi, the Brinda Devi is is manifest. So she's the manifestation of Krishna's Surup Shakti. She has a role like uh, uh, Yoga Maya, hmm? assisting all Purnamasi in all types of um, arrangements in the background, especially with regard to Madhurya Rasa, hmm? making arrangements. She has some special, special affection for Krishna also. Hmm? So... Therefore, we have, for example, uh, there's two prominent songs for Tulsi. One speaks of her in terms of Tulsi as a plant, Vaidhi Marg. <coughs> one speaks of her in terms of Tulsi as Brinda Devi and Rag Marg. Hmm? In Gaudiya Math, Bhaktisiddhanta only allowed his students to sing the <coughs> song that referred to her as a, as a plant dear to Narayan. Hmm? What does that song go? Yeah, that song. Mm-hmm. So the, this is all about Vaikuntha. Vaidhi hmm? Marg. So. The other song says, Oh, when I can become a follower of the Sakis. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is Lobha. Hmm? Hankering. Longing. Longing is characteristic of Ragmarg and um, it has its place and it may be also out of place. Therefore, Bhaktisiddhanta used to say, well, first deserve, then, then desire. You're longing for there. That's okay. But if you're also longing here and talking longing there, then it's, it's kind of shallow. Hmm? You're making something uh, kind of an intellectual sleight of hand. Oh, I only have to... 
I want to go there, but then your practical reality is you're longing for so many other things. The fact of the matter is that this greed, this longing that Ragmarg is characterized by, or what, what allows us to tread the marg fully, is said to be more rarely achieved than the, than the bhava of the vaiti marg. To attain bhava in vaiti marg and go to Vaikuntha is more easy than to get the more readily found than the, than the greed just to begin the path of, of the ragmarg. So it's not a cheap thing. It, it implies absence of greed for anything else. Hmm? So at any rate, Bhaktisiddhanta didn't tend to uh, incorporate that song. He wanted to kind of keep his disciples' feet on the ground, but Prabhupada instituted that, that song in, in, in ISKCON. It's a popular song in Vrindavan. And it's uh, it's it 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 it's, uh, has aspiration. What is for? Saki Sakiranugat. Koro to follow in the footsteps of the Sakis. So Brinda Devi has such a position; she can give that. She's like has no father, no mother. She's a forest nymph, so to speak, as described by Jiva Goswami mystical character in the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm. Young, young, young. Yeah, she is very young. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Assisting older Purnamasi. This is a, a kind of manifestation of, partial manifestation of Yoga Maya. That Yogamaya, like a shadow, follows Krishna everywhere. Hmm? The general idea, like a shadow following Krishna everywhere and anticipating his desire and facilitating, facilitating hmm? in the Leela. So she has a great capacity then to bless. Hmm? So we think of her along those lines. Hmm? She can give anything. We ask for residence in Vrindavan. This is your place. Give us residence there. All right, we stop there. Tulsi Devi Ki Jai, Bindu Devi Ki Jai, Radha Madhav Ki Jai. Oh, Bhai